0: Welcome to the Binge or Bomb podcast with Ellen Sherman and Gillian Gordon. Welcome to episode 23 of Binge or Bomb.
1: Gillian, by the way, is now back in the States, and yeah. we're happy to have her back here.
0: Yeah, and we, you know, we had, we, we thought, oh, we're going to go on holiday. Greece is going to be burning hot. No, no. Rain. Oh. So I brought the rain with me. Ah. Um, anyway, but this always a good excuse to watch TV, isn't this, it?
1: And that, you know, a bunch of sort of very different things for us, right?
0: Well, it's sort of a
1: collection of...
0: Sort of cops? Is it cop? Are they all kind of stories? Well, most are is- investigations. So we've got River, which is an English series, absolutely brilliant, starting still, and Scar- Scars God, which is from 2015. But we really like Oh, it God, so, it's much so good. we yeah. talk about it. We've got Dear Child, which is new, top of the hit parade on Netflix, German t- TV series, again, an investigation. And we've got Sleeping Dog, again, a German show. Which is yeah, we, we,
1: which we have which, not had a bunch of, yeah. Which is also
0: uh, a, a, a police investigation story, so there you go. And today, we're gonna talk about River, which you can find on Netflix.
1: those who might liken the British series River to the movie Sixth Sense, and it does live in the same territory because it's, they're both about detectives that can see and hear people that aren't there.
0: So they, so he hears dead
1: people? He, Yeah, he hears dead people and he sees dead people. I tried to watch this about two years ago. I just couldn't get into it and I sort of abandoned it. And then I started, to, because it stars... Uh, one of my favorite actresses of all time, Nicola Walker. and I, Nicola, yeah. Uh, Nicola. And so I wanted to watch it again. And, and now Swedish actor, Stellan Skarsgård, plays River, who is an emotionally withdrawn detective who has recently witnessed his partner, Jackie Stevenson, played by Nicola Walker, being murdered in a drive-by shooting. At first you see Jackie, his partner, a ballsy cop, engage the emotionally uptight River in a sing-along. They're singing along in their patrol car. And this 70s song is cloying. I I hated it. All of a sudden, as Jackie sings it, it started to, you know, loosen me up and loosen up the uptight river, and it became a delightful kind of. And it is thematic for the whole series, isn't it? Exactly, and it, it keeps it keeps on going. It's charming. Yeah. yeah, it's not immediately clear that Jackie's dead, really, quite no. in the beginning, but trust me, she's dead. But she's still a constant presence in River's life, trying to awaken in him perceptions that could lead to finding her murderer. But River also talks, interestingly enough, to other dead people who randomly appear throughout the series. There's a teenager whose murder he's been investigating. And also we see I don't understand this one. Thomas Neal Cream, who is based on an actual mass murder from the, the 1800s. The Lambeth
0: Poisoner. Oh. Famous, famous. The Lambeth Poisoner. Uh, well, famous. You know, by Eddie Marson is wonderful. Well, listen. One of my favorite actors.
1: Yeah, I, I could watch Eddie Marson any time. Yeah. But I, I must say, I listen, I have to say, I found this whole section where you see the murderer from the 1800s come in. I, I didn't love it at all. At first, River suspects someone, as, as Jackie's murderer. Uh, From the immigrant community, which is an aspect of London society that threads throughout the series how they're treated, how they integrate or they don't. And it even turns out the river's new partner, Ira, played by the very engaging Adil Akbar, is himself an immigrant offspring. We've seen him a lot before, and he's always great. Increasingly, it's Jackie's roots, however, that will lead us towards her killer. She's from a London crime family headed by her uncle Michael, and she, as a cop, was even responsible for sending her brother Jimmy to jail. Increasingly, it appears that Jackie was keeping secrets from River and that an investigation might implicate Jackie in past wrongdoings, something River can't abide. River now fears that the dead Jackie will prove to be less than the person with whom it's increasingly obvious he had a deep, soulful and perhaps intense love for. So he continues to listen to the dead people that appear to him and try to use their insights, which are probably his own, of course help him to uncover the disturbing and tragic truth behind his beloved partner Jackie's death and the secrets would lead up to it.
0: It was incredibly well done the way yes, you know, yeah. he was talking to people. And again, you know, imagine someone standing, you know, on the street having conversations and there's even he even has a fight with a couple of them. It was interesting. I read that the way that they that what they did was they shot it with scarsguard first with the actor. Uh-huh. And then they would take the actor out of it, and really? he, he oh. then, and he said and he said that was an incredibly clever way of doing it because he hit he had the memory of the conversation or the fight or whatever it was with the actor.
1: Wow, I didn't. And know then he movement. could
0: replay it without them there because I, I thought that that part of it was incredibly believable. <clears throat> Another thing that I read too was that Abby Morgan, the the writer that we all love had uh, stolen the idea from Anthony Minghella's film, Truly Madly Deeply. I remember that film with, uh, you know, Juliet Stevenson plays a grieving woman whose dead boyfriend appears to come back to life. And apparently she just said, I lifted that idea and transferred it. And then obviously brought in an extraordinary actor like Stellen Skarsgård, who hadn't done anything like serious television before. He's a Lars von Triers
1: actor. We don't see
0: him in television. We don't think of him in television.
1: Because as an actor, he's kind of so taciturn and withdrawn. He was a perfect choice for this character. Mm -hmm. He is a person without the voices. is somebody that doesn't connect to people in any case. No, he's
0: a grumpy old, you know, he's he's probably 60 years old. Yeah,
1: exactly, withdrawn. You know, the fact that he has this relationship with Jackie, his partner, is so unlikely and so improbable. And yet, she sort of intrudes on his person all the time. Because as she intruded on his person when, when she was alive, you yeah, know, and she's very cheeky, and she, you know, she she she's perks adorable. him up, and
0: she <laughs> takes you know the piss out of it him. takes the
1: and, a- and he loves and and, and he loves st- it. Th- the love that you start that you feel that he has developed for her is so deep and so like a, it's really tragic it's that. really yeah. tragic this is the probably the only person in his life he'll ever connect to on that yeah. level so i mean this she's a
0: slightly silly premise yeah actually it's... could have been you so, know, disastrous right. but it, it it's pulled off exactly particularly you know because we have this very top performance from stella Stellan skarsgård and we then have the wonderful who who is very relaxed in this part yeah and you know really rep- but of course then effectively has smoke screened her background where she comes from and the the, the dark details right. of
1: who and this it's, killer uh, might and then, you know in the beginning she'll bring him out of a shell and mm-hmm. la 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 and so i'm thinking oh well that's kind of a little stereotype and then as you just mentioned then you find out she's not quite so honest and she's not quite so forthcoming and she has Deceived him, and she's deceived a lot of people around her. So, so she becomes more human or or more flawed mm-hmm. as we go along. And it is about loss and grief, yes, in yeah. a really profound
0: way, isn't
1: and, it? Yeah, I, but that's what I am saying. I started it off the first time, and I thought, oh, this is a sort of cop thing with the sixth sense, sort of patina over it. Yeah, kind of.
0: I, I said it's Valander meets Sixth Sense. Uh, well, so yeah, Valander, yes. <laughs> And I think that I had seen it back in 2015 and liked it because, again, I, the performances are extraordinary. But I hadn't, I hadn't invested myself in it in the same way. Huh. Uh, and I don't know, I just found it so refreshing. There was
1: something about it that grabbed me in a way that it didn't the first, the first time, time. Interesting. So interesting.
0: binge your bomb.
1: I'm definitely, definitely binge.
0: And you? And and I'm definitely a binge too. And 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 stay with it. I mean, if, if for any reason you you know you, you're not committed to it, you're not gonna get the same experience. So commit to it. Yeah. Binge it.
1: Coming up from Germany, a thriller, Dear Child.
0: Netflix six part German series Dear Child or Liebes Kindle. It tells a really grim tale of a woman and her daughter's escape from captivity. Beautifully shot. It's really, really well crafted. But it also maintains some of the familiar tropes. So if you're worried you're not going to be in police detection investigation territory, don't worry. You are. (laughs) And it's interesting because it takes different points of views. As this dark tale unfolds, challenging the viewer and creating a really compelling series, which has kind of gotten to, I think, the the top 10 of uh, Netflix or even number one uh, in the last few weeks. In the pre credit sequence of episode one, we see a man counting his steps on a rainy night. And then it cuts to a blonde woman with two children laughing and playing in a windowless bomb shelter. We hear the endless Unlocking of locks. (laughs) And we watch the woman and the children line up with their palms turned up and then down as the man, whose face we never see, inspects them. The children are rewarded with snack bars. We see the woman shaking and crying and observe an unusual mark seared into her palm. It's like a brand. She's branded. And he reminds her that there are rules. Mm. And we know we have really entered Mm. a dark. Place this family, two children, and a lovely blonde woman are being held hostage, and we were off to a truly wonderfully creepy start. And then the story moves on as we see the woman r- running away. Somehow she gets out. She runs away into a very dark forest towards the road. She's suddenly hit by a car, and we see the girl and the woman in an ambulance. She tells the EMTs that her mum's blood type is the rare A B negative, which comes up later. Mm. Um, and her mum is named. Lena, she says, or Lena. We soon learn that they might have links to an unresolved missing persons case from 13 years before. And the true extent of their nightmare is revealed with the arrival of Lena's parents at the hospital the same night. So the police investigator, very attractive, really interesting actress, contacts the cop who had been on the case. And he's the one who brings the parents to the hospital to to see if they can identify this woman who cannot speak uh this weird child who seems to be incredibly knowledgeable but also doesn't And in control about life. Yeah. yeah and she's very much in control the parents arrive and they instantly say no this is not our daughter mm. so we go like who is this woman who is the real lena is she alive or dead? Who who's this kid? Who's the kid? <laughs> right. Dear Child explores the connection between the pair's harrowing escape from captivity and a thirteen-year-old missing persons case. So we we go between the story of the family and then there's a the little boy that's been left behind. It's really a gripping six-part miniseries which interviews investigators' desperate present-day search to solve the multiple mer- mysteries at play. It sometimes reminds you of Room, doesn't it? Yeah, of course, um, of course. It does take you on these really sp- suspenseful paths. And it, it shows how manipulative behavior can leave deep scars on the minds of individuals and that mental trauma can be more dangerous than physical assaults. So whenever Lena, or should I say Jasmine, because it turns out her, this woman's name who's lying in the hospital bed is named Jasmine, and they find that out. When she, t- when she wants to to tell the truth a voice inside her head talking about voices we we were talking about river and now we're talking about another person who hears voices but these are the intrusive traumatic voice of her abusers as he orders her around then we are in pursuit of what's happened to the little boy and the and the particular the the the, the female uh detective is really on the case and they go they find this military base with a deserted buildings and behind and there's this whole security company and we think oh, what are they up to and they save the boy and the little boy jonathan and there's this body there which we assume is the abuser who's had its face
1: it's it's a very complicated in a most horrible
0: way the child's snow globe has been used you know and so it's all It's all very, very confusing, which makes for great drama. It appears that maybe there's not been, there's been more than one Lena. There's the original Lena, who's the daughter of the lovely couple.
1: She's the mother of the girl and the boy, but they don't have the same. No, and then,
0: so there've probably been three Lenas. At least. Dear Child reaches its sixth and final installment. Jasmine, who is the Lena that we've seen in the hospital bed. She's tried to start a new life. She can't. She keeps hearing the voice of her abuser in her head. He's also installed cameras in her apartment. As the audience, on one level, you're slightly ahead of the investigation, but you're also slightly behind. I mean, it's
1: because you think that you know what Jasmine, who you know the the faux Lena, was is thinking and what she's doing when she now. Starts to re-dye her hair blonde, her blonde, which was like the original Lena. I think you know that she's totally brainwashed and going towards what he wants to cap. And, the and she does. Cars.
0: And that's what she does. I mean, she does take along a knife. She, she goes with the abuser. They get in this motorhome kind of thing. Hannah, the little girl, comes and everybody's happy. It's going to be happy family again. And then, of course, she realizes that she can't. Do it.
1: To my money, that last 15 minutes or te- was the best part of the entire series.
0: There is a happy ending, everybody.
1: The little boy, he's okay. The little girl, I think, is going to be a problem. I question some of it. But it did keep on surprising me. I mean, I I was yeah. impressed by about yeah. I the, mean, twist I think and the turn. police
0: investigation part of it is sort of flawed, from yeah, the whole perspective yeah. possibly. But that might be my only argument with it. I mean, I think the changing stories and perspectives are, were were really interesting and really well handled. I mean, I think the filmmaking was excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's the best filmmaking I've seen from from a, a new German series, and so they've they've really got their act together. Yeah. haven't they.
1: You know, and the woman that plays this uh, Lena character, who was not Lena, I she was terrific well uh, it's
0: so funny because when i saw her lying on the hospital bed i thought oh god what a beautiful lips when i i can't believe she's just gonna die now then of course it turns out she's really the, the star of the show yeah that she and the little girl
1: i think the cops are the le- are the least interesting part of exactly the group, but you know? that's
0: what i was thought i was watching at the beginning yes in, yeah in you're right you're I thought, right oh, okay i'm watching a cop show okay i know where i am but then of course it becomes something a lot more interesting and complicated
1: You may think you know where it's going, but trust me, you don't. (laughs) So I would binge it. And you?
0: I definitely binge it. And I did. I binged it. (laughs) And now Sleeping Dogs, a German series on Netflix.
1: Okay. Yet again, another series based on an Israeli television series. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know, know this. In this case, Sleeping Dogs which is based on the 2016 Israeli series called The Exchange Principle. I never
0: saw it. Yeah, I,
1: I didn't even know it existed. So in this thriller... We start off with Musa, a Middle Eastern prisoner who commits suicide in a Berlin jail. His brother is furious, especially since his brother is adamant that his younger brother was framed. And he blames Mike Atlas, a German cop who brought the case to the courts. He seeks revenge on Mike, but the Mike Atlas, who had sent his brother to prison, is nothing like the current Mike Atlas that he finds. Mike Atlas now is a shadow of the successful cop he used to be. He's sleeping on the streets, estranged from his wife and daughter, and haunted by his having been unable to prevent a Christmas terrorist attack in an open market, presumably based on the 2016 Berlin attack on the Christmas markets. It's an event where others died, but he survived. So, yeah, major PTSD. He also has, from this event, amnesia. And he doesn't recall many events, and especially those having to do with his life as a cop. So his whole life is a mess. But something happens that jumpstarts the traumatized Mike into trying to make sense of his past. The dead prisoner's brother attacks Mike in retaliation for what he felt was the brother's wrongful conviction. Mike recalls nothing about that case, but the brother's anger triggers him to contact Jewel. A young prosecutor who now also suspects that Musa was indeed in the past wrongfully convicted. Mike tries to reconcile his past by helping Jewel to discover the truth behind Musa's conviction, thus, leading to unraveling a deep conspiracy whose roots go into the judicial and police systems. Complicating matters is that to unravel the past, Mike must contact his estranged family, his wife and daughter, who can't understand his trauma. His best friend, another cop, tries to help him, but feels Mike's suspicions about a nefarious conspiracy are just another byproduct of Mike's faulty memory. And as Mike investigates, slowly his memories trickle back, thus the title Sleeping Dog. As he gets closer to the truth, he's in increasing danger, and ultimately he uncovers the truth, but it upturns the world he knew and puts the ones he admires and loves in jeopardy.
0: So yeah, and interesting the 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 character of the this young what well, she's a district attorney yeah, so I think Jewel, yeah. and her mother had been like this really famous one who's friends with the, the big deal prosecutor who it turns out isn't exactly who she seems
1: to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um and she's you know she's saying to, And she's not
1: and she doesn't measure up. Nobody thinks she measures up to, yeah. to her mother. no, and
0: she she's really, yeah, she's right. She's she's a sort of she's a bit fragile, isn't mm-hmm, she? Mm-hmm.
1: Um but then
0: turns out to be a truth seeker, and they end up being a really
1: great partnership, don't they? I thought it was an interesting premise. I found it wandered a lot for me. I couldn't, I never connected with Mike. No, you
0: know? and he's an interesting actor. I mean, he was in Sense8, and I know a lot of people who liked that show really liked him in that. I didn't really connect with any of the characters, except for Jewel. I thought she was an, an outstanding uh, actress. What I would describe the show as. A a kind of reasonably interesting ride, but but sort of serviceable. Is is that a kind of a way of putting it? I mean, there's nothing really wrong with the show. There's nothing really right with the show. I think the danger of having a pass, a sort of passive character like
1: that. Well, that's yeah. You know, I think
0: that is a lesson to be learned. He seems very depressed, which is fine. And and to be honest, observing depressed people is not the most interesting thing. Well, the
1: the problem is is the plot overwhelms the character. Mike is kind of a hapless, sad person, but this isn't necessarily somebody I want to watch. There were these sort of pretty
0: basic writing, investigation, writing, crime, writing, police story 101 about it. And I didn't think it was very groundbreaking, uh, nor was it mind-blowing. If you're looking for something to watch that follows a, a vaguely interesting plot mm. line,
1: then, then go for it. Yeah. So, so the binge Bomb. Bomb. I, I, what do you think? I first
0: thought I was going to be on the fence mm-hmm. about it because there, you know, there are aspects of the storytelling, you know, the kind of the trauma and coming back from trauma and those things that quite interest me in storytelling. But ultimately, it's a bomb.
1: Next time, we're going to bring you a very strange series, a comedy from Britain called Extraordinary. And the new season, what is it, uh, Gillian is season three of, of Lu- Lupin? Of is Lupin. And also a series from Venice, Italy, called Don't Leave Me.
0: Send us your thoughts. <laughs> um, we'd like to know what you're watching right now. And let's talk about it.